I ain't a junkie, I just draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy. I ain't a junkie, I just draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy, and I ain't a junkie, I just draft a lot. I ain't really got a lot of thoughts, I just pack them in a box. So I popped up on this pod, now I'm outside of the box. When I pop up on the clock, last thing I think is talk. See, I'm winning it now, loving it three and a thou. They peeping my style, keeping it now, steadily growing my Dow Jones. Oh no, these kids be thinking they crowd. Oh no, no, immediately throwing the towel. See, when it's different, it's different. Go position by position, ain't no issue commission. As a commission, I just listen. They envision my vision and my division. I'm stealing, cause I be willing and dealing. Find me the trade, cause I'm a fiend. I'm a junkie, ayy, and I'm a junkie, ayy. Ain't no denying my supply, I'm a junkie, ayy. See, I'm a junkie, ayy, and I'm a junkie, ayy. Be getting high off my supply, I'm a junkie, ayy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 50 of the Dynasty Junkies podcast, a proud member of the Dynasty Addicts podcast network. I am your host, Rocky Petrella at Dynasty FF Addict, and we are actually live for the first time, uh, streaming on YouTube and, and the Periscope on Twitter. I uh, thought, it, you know, 50 is a nice round number, halfway to 100. thought it was a good time to do it. We've been thinking about it. And I figured it was time to do it, maybe get some uh, a viewer or two of, of our dozens of listeners to, to watch us and maybe chime in a little bit here and there, have some interaction like uh, these fine fellows with me that I'll be introducing soon do. So uh, we are we are live tonight, and I figured also with the uh, we have an SFB11 giveaway tonight. It's another good reason to go live for the first time. So that's where we're at. And before I get into introducing these two handsome gentlemen, uh, I just wanted to uh, give a little uh, programming note here. Uh, you may have noticed we didn't have an episode last week, and we um, don't have one of my co-hosts here tonight, Scott Sidlow. Uh, he did have some, he's had got some personal business, uh, you know, real life getting in the way, that kind of thing. Uh, I'm hoping to have him back in a few weeks. I was hoping he'd be here for this first live broadcast, but unfortunately he he couldn't be, and it'll probably be a few more episodes before he is back. So I just want to let everyone know what's going on. Not really sure what the plan is for the next few weeks because I usually only do every other week, so I'm not sure if we're going to have a show next week or not. Uh, for anybody who does care, I will, I will try and tweet that out at least. Um, I'm not sure what I'm going to do next week. We'll see. But let me introduce these two guys here. Uh, I got two great guys, two of my favorite guys to podcast with, fellow members of the DAP Network. Uh, first, uh, Josh Valentin at Real Fantasy TL. Josh, how you doing? You're muted, Josh. <laughs> Rookie mistake. Of course, the first time I've ever done it is on the first uh, live episode <laughs> of The Junkie. So you you uh, you got me on my first time there, Rocky. But uh. No, man, good to be on. Appreciate you having us on in this momentous occasion, the first live episode of The Junkies. I'm pumped. We got a whole bunch of stuff that we're going to be doing, so I'm excited. Let's go. Yeah, I'm just hoping it all goes well. We were Bill and you were giving me a little tutorial before the show on some of the things you can do with the screen and things like that, which I may or may not try to do. I, we'll see if I chicken out by the time it comes up. But uh, that our other guest here is Bill uh, McCarthy at Super Duper Flex. Bill, how's it going tonight? Doing good. Uh, 
happy to be here. Uh, glad you brought some vets on uh, for the live shows. So uh, we can settle it down. And if anything happens, we're here to take care of you, buddy. I appreciate that. Um, so the first question before we get into the meat of the show uh, is who, who's going to score more PPR points this year, Jalen Waddle or Rashad Bateman? <laughs> and for those who don't know, who don't follow Timeline and, and Dynasty Hot Sauce, my I'm in this these guys listener league, and uh, my co-owner in that league, Jerry O'Shea, made a bet with Larry Monkey from the Hot Sauce Podcast that Will Fuller will outscore the 201. Uh, we traded into the 112 and 201, so I I can choose. I'm pretty sure we're taking those two guys, and I can choose which of those two I think are going to score less points to help Jerry win his bet. I'm I'm not I'm not. I, I joked in the chat we were going to take Kellen Mond so that Jerry would definitely win the bet, <laughs> but uh, I don't think we're going to do that. So, uh, what do you guys think? I actually put it out on Twitter too. Actually, right now, uh, Jalen Waddle and 107 votes said they say he's going to score more. What do you, What do you think, Bill? I think that's a safer bet um, just because of the volume. Um, so I, I would, that was my first, you know, lean. Um, and if you just could base it off of ADP, I think that's the right, the right selection. Yeah. And then I, it's right. It's really close though. Right now it's 53.3 to 46.7. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, I can see that just because I think, uh, Waddle does have more competition. I mean, not great competition, but I Parker and Fuller are a little more established in, in Gesicki. Uh, Bateman's basically just got Andrews and, and Hallmark Brown, as Silla likes to refer to him. So, uh, <laughs> but, but he does have the volume issue, but Josh, what do you think? Yeah. I mean, I think Rashad Bateman's the better player, but I think, I mean, an offense <laughs> that will struggle to get to, you know, 450 passing attempts. I mean, that, that's going to put a severe cap on what Bateman will be able to accomplish. It'll be interesting because you got Will Fuller and you got Jalen Waddle that kind of are the big play explosive guys. So who's going to be that in Miami? Um, Tua was talking today. He feels more confident in the playbook. He He said he actually knows more of the playbook than when he was getting put out onto the field last year. So at, that should be interesting to watch. And I don't think that uh, – I don't think they're going to be pulling him for Jacoby Brissett. So I think he's going to uh, – I think he's going to be in there thick and thin. But, yeah, I mean, I, I would probably go Waddle, but I do think Bateman's the better player. Yeah, and I, I kind of agree with you on that. And that was my – my initial name was actually Bateman, even with the volume issue. Um, I just because of I think what I said that I, I think he's going to command targets over most of those other guys, uh, but but I think I'm going to let Twitter decide right now. It's really close. J Drew in the chat says make it a battle of Miami, which I, I kind of do like the symmetry of, of Waddle versus Fuller on the same yeah. team. So I and right now Waddle is is uh, he's winning. Who's going to score more? And the idea was I was going to pick a two of one who would score less, but I might just do Waddle anyway. Just you know, best man in Miami wins. So, well, well, and it's funny because Larry's big argument is always that, you know, Will Fuller gets hurt. And Will Fuller didn't get hurt last year, but there was the whole PED thing. But, I mean, we saw Jalen Waddle limp out in the national championship game because he had gotten hurt. So, I, I don't know if Jalen <laughs> Waddle is exactly, you know, 
the picture of health that you you want to make him out to be. Um, he's had his own injury history, so I mean, look, that that would be a fun one watching Waddle against Fuller and just watching Larry sweat it because I'm sure there's going to be a week that you know Will Fuller goes like seven for one twenty and two touchdowns. And Waddle is like three for, you know, 15 because it's a Will Fuller game and then it's going to flip. That'll be a fun back and forth if you go that route. Yeah, and I, I also may, I'm thinking, the you know, Jerry's in Ireland. I may wait till he wakes up and, and let him decide, uh, help decide at least which one we go with. But Now, as um, commission, hold on, as commissioners of the league, if, if you want to mess with your co-owner a little bit, <laughs> because I, I don't know if you saw what happened earlier today. Larry apparently thought he was in another league. I think he just, you know, he really likes Nico Collins and wanted to pick him at 107. And then, <laughs> but you could you could put kind of a fake player in there and and get Jerry a little scared, and then you know tell us to reverse it. I mean, I'm all about messing with your co-owner, so. <laughs> yeah, man, we'll see. We'll see. I haven't decided what I'm going to do. Maybe after the show, I'll figure it out. But uh, that that was that was just a little fun bit to do at the top here. Uh, what we really wanted to get into for the for the meat of the show was, um, you know, we've been talking rookies the last few episodes uh, since the draft, and so now we're going to move off of that to talk about uh, how guys were affected by the draft. So some of the vets. So one of the good things about having. Uh, multiple podcasts that I, that I host uh, is I can pull content from other ones. And I did a recent <laughs> dynasty game night where uh, it was a family feud. There was a survey. It was like 65, 70 people answered it about who was, uh, who benefited most from what happened in the draft and who got, uh, who got most hurt by what happened in the draft. And so I basically just took that list of guys and I figured I'll pick some of them off and we'll talk about it. Maybe I'll let you guys pick who you want to talk about too um, from this list. Uh, I'm just going to start with the the negative list, the guys that were hurt the most. And I'll go with the top guy. You know, actually, I want to go with the second guy because um, this one interests me more. Uh, the guy that got the second most responses for who was hurt was T. Higgins. And I, I'm not really sure what to make of T. Higgins. I get the reasoning behind it, Jamar Chase and all that. Um, are you guys – how are you guys valuing Higgins now? Do you still – see him as as a wide receiver one potentially uh which i think a lot of people did before they drafted chase uh can is burrow gonna be i think we all think chase is eventually gonna be a wide receiver one so is he gonna support two of them if you think that what do you i saw you not him, bill so what do you think yeah i mean i th i still like t higgins i mean i think he's gonna be very much a uh major contributor to that offense like i think that you know having two above average wide receivers and you know that's gonna it's not gonna hurt them and and i think that the offense will typically be high volume i mean so that's a positive um there's no tight end that really take anything away um so does it hurt his ceiling maybe a little bit um but i mean i think it opens things up also so i there might be a very minor hit, but to me, it's not enough to affect like my thoughts on T Higgins. And Josh, uh, are you basically there too with Higgins or are you a little more down on him than you were before? Yeah. So before I, before I answer, I'm going to do a little bit of uh, shameless self-promotion. 
We actually talked about this last night on the Dynasty Timeline, Wednesdays, 9 o'clock, right here where you're watching Fantasy this. Timeline. Fan- whatever, one of us. I was going to let it slide, Bill, but okay. Thank you, Rocky. It was not. Rocky, guess what? You just became the new host of the Fantasy Timeline. <laughs> now you have another show. Um, Wednesdays at 9 o'clock. We talked about this. We had uh, Tyler Clark from DLF on. Uh, he was awesome. And we we all came to the same conclusion. Why? Joe Burrow, who the community pretty much mostly likes, why can't he support two wide receivers? But we see quarterbacks all over the league do the same thing. Um, You know, do I think that his progression has been stymied a little? Sure. I mean, Jamar Chase is going to get his, but I think both of them are going to be good. And, you know, why not? I mean, if someone wants to sell – T. Higgins on the low. I mean, I've tried to get him. As much as people say buy low, <laughs> nobody's selling low. People aren't <laughs> even selling at price. So, uh, but if you can get him, if someone is is afraid because Jamar Chase is going to be, you know, what Justin Jefferson? Even if he's Justin Jefferson, we saw what Adam Thielen did last year. I mean, I mean, Adam Thielen was good for your for your team. So. Yeah, get T. Higgins if you can, because I think he's going to be just fine. Yeah, I, I'm mostly there. I mean, the one thing that worries me is is Higgins and Chase do probably play a more similar similar role to each other. Uh, like I, I've heard some people suggest that Tyler Boyd should, would be hurt actually less than Higgins because he's in the slot uh, most of the time and his targets shouldn't be affected as much by Chase. Uh, I definitely think this is something where you can see all three guys as fantasy viable. And uh, like you said, something uh, or, or even something like uh, we saw in Tampa last year. I mean, when Godwin was healthy, he was still producing well. He, his down season was mostly due to an injury. Evans had some down games. That might be the one thing is, is their floor, weekly floors, I think, could be lower for, for everybody involved because – one week it might be a Tyler Boyd week, and one week it might be a T. Higgins week, and then one week it might be a Jamar Chase week. Um, so I, I think the consistency could be an issue, but I still think he's uh, at least in that uh, high-end wide receiver two range at worst. So I'm with you guys. And uh, do you, uh, if you have the show sheet up in front of you, do you, do you, would you guys want to pick somebody off, the, off of one of these two lists? Or if you don't, I'll pick somebody else. <laughs> hey, it's your show. Why don't you pick? Uh, okay, it looked like Bill was going to say something, but um, okay. Uh, then we'll move to the the, the guys that are positive uh, that were most helped by the draft. And here's another one that that's interesting: is uh, Miles Gaskin. Uh, he was the 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 guy who got the most uh, answers as as the guy who was helped the most. So I I'm still not really on Gaskin. I like the idea of selling him if you can. Uh, I, I still think he he might be just a one year guy. I think we most most people think he's probably going to be a one year guy. Malcolm Brown is there too, which nobody considers Malcolm Brown a fantasy option, but he's the kind of guy who's going to eat off other fantasy options. And Ahmed performed just almost as well as Gaskin um, when he was in there last year. So uh, I, I don't see Gaskin even necessarily commanding a big share of the workload. He's probably the best ca- pass catcher of the three. So he's definitely the option you want. But I, I think this is the time to sell on Gaskin before before the bottom drops out. Uh, what, what do you guys think? 
Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think that, you know, this is bound to happen for any team that didn't draft a running back. So you got, you know, there's other running backs that greatly benefited from the draft. Uh, I think there might be some on your list, but there's still so much uh, preseason to happen that there's going to be players that get dropped. You know, there's still free agents out there that maybe they add for depth and everybody will freak out. So like the value for him was greatly helped right now. But I think that that is kind of an artificial bump in value, like where everybody thinks like nothing is going to change, you know, like between now and week one, which I find it hard to believe that they're going to stick with what they have. And that's all they're going to do. I think that like, I think you know, he, like you said, he probably is a one year guy, but I think that there's so many people that value him. I've had so many trade offers where people are offering him to me because they all think the same and the valuation is just ludicrous at the moment. Like he's, you know, Deandre Swift almost, you know, or something of that level. And um, so, you know, I, I think that there's a touch of uh, maybe, you know, dreaming going on uh, in the valuation. Um, and I, I'm concerned to sit, like that he's going to be able to perform the way he did last year for like a whole season. So I guess this technically makes me the, the high guy on Miles Gaskin. <laughs> um, even though, uh, I mean, I agree with you, Rocky. I think if you have him, and you can get a good price. If you can get kind of that, I think he's going to be a top 12 running back price from someone, go ahead and ship him off. Like he's, you know, he's probably not going to be there. But, you know, we keep hearing this this narrative, and Bill kind of touched on it a little bit, that, well, somebody else is going to come. This, like, mysterious somebody else is going to show up, and then Miles Gaskin won't be as good as he was in 2020 and 2021. And the draft came and went. I mean, they didn't take anybody. I mean, I, apparently they were in on carry on Johnson, but the Eagles had the higher priority. So the Eagles got them. But they, I haven't heard a lot of other news that they're even reaching out for, you know, Todd Gurley. I mean, why would you? But, you know, there are guys out there and Miami seems like they're fine where they're at. Um, now, 2021 comes and goes. We could be having a totally different conversation. But I think they're fine with Miles Gaskin. And we saw last year that whoever that guy is, is going to get the majority of the snaps. That's they don't. Point. They don't do running back by committee. We the reason why we saw Salvan Ahmed do so well is because Miles Gaskin was hurt, so he wasn't there. And then it was Ahmed getting all the touches. It wasn't even like, hey, we're going to split it between some other guys. I mean, they tried out the Jordan Howard Matt Breida experiment the first couple of weeks and realized that was uh, flaming hot garbage. And um, you know, so. I think for this year, if you're a contender and you can get them for a decent price, go ahead and do it, you know, but if you have them and somebody's like willing to offer you a first for them, like, all right, bye. See you. Like, yeah, like I have no problem doing that. 
I don't know if you're getting that, but I, I did see a poll where uh, it was Miles Gaskin for two seconds. I, I assume two twenty-two seconds. Would you do that, or are you holding on to Gaskin? I mean, if my team is not in that top three to win it, I'm probably I'm probably shipping them out. Um, if I think I'm one of those top three top three teams, I think I'm keeping them. I think yeah. he I think he has a lot more value to a contender than he does to the bottom nine teams in your league. So, yeah, and that that's kind of where I'm at. I I'm in uh, uh, another one of Bill's leagues, uh, Superflex Army Two, where I have Gaskin, and I, I think I made the semis last year, so I feel I'm a contender there. And and I've held on to him. I I'm sure I probably could sell him to somebody if I wanted to, but I haven't really even tried. And, and I was just looking at it. He I I. At least the league I usually pull up for scoring is Trey Dag. So in Trey Dag scoring, he was he was RB eleven in points per game. You know he missed a handful of games, but right. that's even better than I thought he was. So uh, it definitely could be worthwhile to hold on to him if you're a contender. Uh, I, I will say though, I mean, I would consider. I was also looking while you were talking at some of the ADP and some of the guys below him in ADP. I would definitely like Robert Woods is below him and a few spots below him. My, our boy Deontay Johnson is a few spots below. Yeah, take, take that. Uh, yeah. Take that. <laughs> Julio is a few spots. I would trade Miles Gaskin for Julio, um, even not knowing where he lands. Um, and, and it's the same kind of thing. I think. I still think you're. You know, it's a one year thing. I. I don't think anyone expects Gaskin to be a thing beyond 2021. So, and and even if you're worried about Julio's age, I don't think you're you're losing much in that in that trade off. Yeah, I'm with I'm with you on that. I mean, if you want some, you know, if you like Miles Gaskin and you don't like that we're not really, you know, hyping him up all that much. I mean, he had two games last year with over 20 rushing attempts. He had five games. Let me make sure I'm counting right. Actually, sorry, seven games with over 14 rushing attempts. So he, he gets the he gets the rushing attempts and then he averages about uh four receptions a game on top of that so if you're looking at a guy who you know his floor is probably you know 18 19 touches a game i mean you have that in miles gaskin but again you know you have to worry about is there anything past 2021 for him and right. You know, that's why I say if you're a contender, like you said, in Superflex Army 2, you know, you're one of the top three, four teams, it, you know, it's better for you just to keep them, you know. But if, you know, I mean, in that league, I'm probably one of the bottom four teams. <laughs> if I had them, you know, I would be looking at the top four guys and being like, hey, have a little bit of some Miles Gaskin, you know. So look at your team, determine where you are and make your choice appropriately. Okay, so we'll move on. We'll move on to another guy who's going to have no value in 2022, but also, yeah, the uh, consensus that was helped by the draft. And I, I don't want to talk about whether we'd sell him or not because I think everybody, you know, considers him a sell. But Mike Davis in Atlanta uh, definitely has a chance to be a thing this year. Bill, how much? How much of it? I'm more concerned just with the production. If you're holding on to him, how much do you think he can help you? Can he be? Can he be a high? Can he, he would think he finished as a low end RB one last year in Carolina, which was not a great team. So, uh, and, and Christian McCaffrey actually did play like three games at least where he commanded the touches. So, c- can he do that again in Atlanta? Um, can he be a high end RB two if they don't bring 
say uh, Le'Veon Bell or, or somebody on the wire out there in? I mean, I don't see why not. I mean, I think the the one issue is like they have a whole new staff, right? Like offensive staff. So how was uh, Derrick Henry used, right? Like that's uh, like he was pretty much the guy. So that's what I was going to say it's a staff if, that that rode their guy into the ground in the previous place. So if that's the plan, then I mean, I don't see why not just based on volume. Um, you know, the Atlanta doesn't typically do that. They're usually much more, you know, use, use two backs. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't see why not, but like, I don't feel, I, I, I think of Gaskin and him very similarly. Um, I think if I get, if I, they're on my team, I'm probably trying to move them, you know, if they pop early. Um, but I mean, my hopes aren't like I'm not thinking RB one by any means. Yeah, uh, Shane Manila in the chat says sell his ass no matter what contender. Now, are you on board with that? Even if you're a contender, you're looking to move him as soon as as you feel you can get peak value for him. I mean, I'm always looking to move uh, players, uh, even regardless um, if I don't believe they're a long term piece on my team. So if I can get a like value where I feel it's a peak value. I'm totally fine moving guys like that. Um, you know, I mean, it, I, it really depends. If I had zero running backs, maybe that's something that would make me hesitate. But uh, I, there's always ways to get uh, running back help, I think. So it's yeah, just it, for the year. Oh, sorry, were you going to say something, Josh? Uh, no, I was waiting for Bill to finish because, uh, <laughs> you know, Man, it's funny. I didn't. I didn't think this was going to turn into a uh, into a Todd Gurley episode, but <laughs> the the Falcons and I understand it's a new coaching staff. Even though it's you know the offensive coordinator that had Derrick Henry, so but six out of the first nine weeks, Todd Gurley had more than sixteen rushing attempts. Like that, and we knew after what week three, week four that Todd Gurley was toast. So it seems like just bringing in a guy who likes to run his primary guy, and I understand Derrick Henry and Mike Davis are not the same caliber of human being. But, I mean, we have to have a feeling that, you know, Mike Davis, again, another guy who, you know, didn't get, didn't get hurt by the draft, hasn't been hurt by free agency so far, and the guys behind them, I mean, Ito Smith and Quadre Olison and whoever the hell else they got. I mean, that's probably, you know, he's probably going to be the main guy. So, again, it's one of these, like, if you're contending, you you know, you probably, you know, Mike Davis is probably, like, if you're contending, he's most likely, like, your fourth or fifth guy anyway. So it's just, like, some nice depth to have, you know, but – yeah, again, he's another he's another guy that after 2021, you're probably, you know, there's probably a rookie in there. Or there's probably a free, well, not in Atlanta. They don't have money. I was going to say a free agent signing, but Atlanta doesn't have money. So probably a rookie. 
Yeah, I just I I I agree with Shane to a point that you should be selling his his ass no matter what. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I guess just the difference. We often talk value in terms of picks. I, I guess if you're a contender, what you should probably be doing is trying to trade. You're probably not going to get any real decent running back for him, but maybe a wide receiver two, high MI receiver three, something like that that you think can last. I was again looking at the ADP, like a Boyd that we were talking about earlier is below him. Uh, Cooper Cup is below him, um, and uh, I'm trying to look. Tyler Lockett is like ten spots below him. I, w- I would take Tyler Lockett all day from Mike Davis if I can get that value. So, um, so yeah, th- th- those are two guys that definitely you probably should be even contending. You might be looking to sell. Uh, and let's go back to the guys that were hurt uh, by the draft. Um, the top uh, guy receiving votes was Melvin Gordon for obvious reasons. Is there any reason to hold on to Melvin Gordon, Josh? Because you <laughs> probably can't sell him for anything. <laughs> I mean, I, I have I have one share of Melvin Gordon, and I have literally begged people to just take him, and they're not doing it. And and I get it. Like, listen, we thought. Philip Lindsay was out and we were like, man, it's like Melvin Gordon time. He's going to be all by himself. You know, it's going to be great to watch. And then even the Broncos were like, we don't ever want to see Melvin Gordon by himself. And they drafted Javante Williams and they actually traded in front of the Atlanta Falcons to get him because apparently the rumors were that the Falcons had Javante all teed up. So, uh, you know, Denver jumped in front of them. They got, Javante and listen you your hope is that maybe the first three or four weeks of the season while Javante is getting acclimated Melvin Gordon has some big games and maybe you can trade him off of that but right now man no, nobody's taking him off of your hands for anything so yeah I, I can't argue with it there I, I just figured I'd mention him since he was the top guy um, I, I'm going to kind of go a little more rapid fire because there's a lot of names on here and we want to do find me a trade and the uh, Scott Fishbowl giveaway before the end of the show. So, Bill, you know who I have to ask you about on on the positively affected by the draft list is is one the one and only Drew Locke. <laughs> he actually got a decent I, I don't have the vote totals here, but he was middle of the pack for the guys that uh, that got the most uh, votes for positively affected. Do you have uh, any hope that he's uh, better than he was last year, or you're just still – he's a bad quarterback. It doesn't matter. I mean, he's a bad quarterback. Like, there's no arguing that, I don't think. But there is a chance that he could pr- improve from being, you know, t- 10% good to 12% good or something like that. Like, I don't know. You know, whatever number you want to pick. But, like – so, I mean, that's what you got to hope now, right? Like, I mean, he dodged a bullet. I mean, they did sign uh, or trade for Teddy Bridgewater. So, like, there's competition now of somebody who's what I would consider adequate, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even know if that's the correct argument or c- correct word. Um, so, like, it's a battle of two mediocre at best quarterbacks. So, I, you know, I... I Although it wasn't the draft, I, I just feel like it's a coin flip between the two of them. Um, so you just got to hope that the youth improves. 
Yeah, and, and the reason he's on here is clearly just because, yeah, they didn't draft a quarterback. It's not even – I mean, he got a lot of help in the draft last year and in terms of weapons, and, and that didn't do much for him. And, and I got snookered in, Bill did not. So um, do either of you, before we move on to the next guy, believe that uh, Aaron Rodgers may end up – or that Aaron Rodgers will not be in Green Bay next year? So we kind of had this conversation yesterday. Um, uh, sorry, I haven't, I haven't had a chance to listen. No, that's never. fine. So um, – <laughs> Josh, uh, where, how do you feel today? <laughs> I, I still don't think it's going to happen. And, you know, if you know me, you know, I, I literally probably flip flop on this every day or every other day where I can definitely see the trade happening. Aaron Rodgers is, you know, sick and tired of Green Bay pretty much just telling them to shut up and play. And, He's watching guys like Tom Brady go to Tampa Bay and pretty much run an organization. Uh, you know, as someone who's elite, he wants to do the same thing, and Green Bay is not the place to do that. I feel like Denver would be the place to do that. We were just talking about Melvin Gordon. You know, I don't think Vic Fangio is, you know, has enough clout to tell Aaron Rodgers to shut up and play. Um, I think John Elway would let him kind of do a Peyton Manning type deal and just let him make all the decisions. And I mean, there's already a bunch of great weapons there. I mean, you have Judy, you have Sutton, you have, now you have Javante there as well. Noah Fant, you know, the list goes on and on. And they built that defense through free agency and through the draft. So a guy like Aaron Rodgers could really kind of put that team over the top. So, um, yeah, I don't think he will, but I mean, it would definitely be a lot of fun to see him somewhere else. That's for sure. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I, I don't, and I don't think he's going anywhere. We hear stuff all the time about guys going any going places, and I, I think there was definitely before all the stuff that went down with him, there was definitely enough smoke with Watson that it might have actually happened. But even him, I, I, I still thought it was maybe fifty fifty that they actually traded him. Uh, and I just think Rogers, uh, I, I think he just wants. Uh, more money, you or at least more security. More that he's definitely the guy there. I think after this year, uh, they're out of the guaranteed money or something like that. I'm not sure the exact details, um, but so yeah, I I just think it's a it's a money thing, and eventually they'll probably sign him to, or restructure him and give him an extension so that he's uh, got guaranteed money for the next three years or something like that. And their Jordan Love pick will look even stupider, but. <laughs> But uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So um, looking at the guys that were affected negatively, uh, two other guys that were near the top of the list. And there's no I don't think we need to talk about these guys at all. But this is going to lead me into another question where we're Andy Dalton and Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, again, nobody wants those guys. No need to talk about those guys. I'm just curious. Uh, I'll ask you first, Bill. What how soon do you think Trey Lance and Justin Fields are starters? Do they do they start week one? Or are we waiting a half a season what, what, what do you think? What's your best guess? I think Fields starts before Lance by a fair bit. Um, I think that we could see Fields in the first handful of weeks. Um, I think that the Niners are going to ride Garoppolo um, as long as he stays healthy. So it's just a matter of um, I don't think we see Lance until the second half of the season unless there's an injury or uh, San Fran just – fails the first half of the season like 
if you look at Grappolo, their their record is pretty impeccable when he starts. So it's just totally, you know, they just want. I think they really want Lance to have the opportunity to sit back and, you know, learn because he is coming from a small, you know, program. And I think that just everything's going to be a little fast, you know, faster than like further fields. Um, so I, I think that we, we do see fields much, much earlier. Um, and I think that's why you see a lot of people drafting fields second. Um, you'll he I hear a lot of comments like where, you know, I, I think Lance has more upside, but I'm going to take fields because I know he's going to play, you know, or, or so, I mean, it, it's, that's kind of where I am. Um, but I'm not drafting either of them and expecting them to be like great contributors this season, regardless. I, I definitely agree. They won't be yeah great contributors this season. I, I don't think we're seeing a Justin Herbert season out of, out of either of those guys um, off the bat. Um, but Josh, uh, any any other thoughts on, on those two? I, I wouldn't sleep on Fields for I don't want to say a Justin Herbert type season because that was like spectacular. That was kind of you know was was it the best rookie season ever or close to it? I, I uh, think, did he break? I think did he break the rookie touchdown record again? It's oh, for sure. every year now. So yeah, so <laughs> it's gonna be broken again because we have more games. That's true. <laughs> so you know, I th I think Fields has that ability. He has a big time pass catcher in Allen Robinson. I don't know what's going on with Jimmy Graham, but maybe they finally boot him, and it's kind of the emergence of Cole Komet. So I can actually see Fields having a pretty good rookie season, um, especially because I think that he could start as early as week one. I mean, listen, I'm a Cowboys fan. I saw Andy Dalton out there for a lot of games due to the Dak Prescott injury. And listen, Andy Dalton gives it his all. He gives it 100% every time he goes onto the field. But he's just not that guy anymore. He's, you know, he's not – that good he's a maybe a decent backup to have but you don't want him starting games so i think justin fields could start really early as early as week one and bill bill hit it on the head jimmy garoppolo is a good quarterback as long as he's healthy his issue has always been that he's never healthy i mean he took him to the super bowl in, in the one season that he was healthy i get it they have you know world-class defense and all that stuff but you do have to put points on the board, and Jimmy Garoppolo did that in that season. So I think the plan the whole time when they traded up to three was to get a guy that they could sit for a little bit, let him learn the NFL, you know, let let them practice against that all-world defense, and then when they were ready, throw them out there and let them lead the team. So, you know, I, I think Fields is – he has definitely the higher floor and Lance has the higher ceiling, but I think both guys are going to be really good. So take a pick, whoever you like, but I think fields will start first. Yeah, I, I agree with both you guys. And I'm definitely a fields over Lance guy um, for a lot of what you both said. Uh, I do think the floor is higher. Uh, I think the ceiling is pretty high as well. And I do agree. Lance has a tremendously high ceiling, but I think his floor is like in the basement. I think one year guy who played like 17 college football games, uh, that just scares the hell out of me. So, um, and, and 
everyone you know wants to say that you know because he's with Kyle Shanahan he's going to be amazing but I mean Jimmy Garoppolo has been with Kyle Shanahan and he hasn't been amazing so I mean he like you guys said he took him to the Super Bowl but that that wasn't really on the back of Garoppolo per se so uh and and he'll be better than Garoppolo just from the rushing alone. But if he's not, if he's, if he's not any better a passer, it's still not going to work out. So um, I'm definitely a fields over Lance guy, uh, but let's move on to a couple more guys on the list before we move on to find me a trade. Uh, here's an interesting one. The guys that were affected positively from what happened in the draft, Jalen hurts. Uh, he's a guy I keep going back and forth on. I, I'm as an Eagles fan, I'm very worried he might only be a one-year guy. I mean, they haven't said anything publicly clearly that states that, but I, I think this is definitely a prove-it year. Um, they did uh, draft Devontae Smith for him. Uh, they invested in the O-line. Uh, they got uh, all their O-line healthy coming back, it, it, and they, they've they amassed uh, likely three first-round picks next year. So e either they're going to be horrible in a position to draft a QB by themselves, um, which if they are horrible probably means Jalen Hurts was horrible, and uh, or even if they're mediocre, those three picks could get them into Spencer Rattler, Sam Howell range uh, if they if they want. I, I think he's got it. I think they almost have to have a, like a like – a, either winning season or one where they lose a lot, but he just puts up ridiculous numbers or else he's getting replaced in 2022. I, I, I think he can be not a great quarterback and put up a ton of fantasy points um, because he's going to run a lot. Um, and we all know how that works, but uh, I think there's a very good chance he could be like QB eight and not be starting next year. Kind of, kind of not different in a different way, but kind of like Jameis a couple of years ago, because uh, he, 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 I'm pretty sure he was a QB one that year, even despite depending on how your league treats interceptions, I guess. But uh, he, I think he passed for like 5,000 yards and 30 touchdowns too. So um, I don't see Jalen doing that, but he's going to get a lot of those points through his legs. So, so Bill, where are you at on, on, on Jalen Hurts? I don't mind trading him away, um, but like for. Just in general, you want to know where I am? Like, yeah, just yeah. Uh, I see someone you. Uh, I know our guy that we talked about at the beginning. Jerry O'Shea loves him. He he's trading yes. for him everywhere he can. Yeah, I guess he's putting he, he, money where his mouth is. I do think there is a world where he's the starter going for. I mean, if if he produces well, or if say they go uh, surprisingly ten and seven or something, and win win this crappy division, even if he's not great, I could see them sticking with them because they made the playoffs with them or something like that. And, and then you got, then he's got three first round picks to, to maybe get him something even else, another offensive lineman, another, uh, I don't even know what else. And, uh, Cause they draft receivers every year. I can't imagine a pick another one, but, uh, uh, but throw up his defense. So they're even better, but whatever. So um, what do you, are you investing him at all? Or are you, or would you, if you have them, you do you have how much, like, do you have any shares of Jalen Hurts? I had a few and I traded them this off season <laughs> just because I felt that the price is getting up there. Like to where, like, if I'm going to have a quarterback that's at a certain price, I better be confident that they're going to be the quarterback long-term. And I just, even if I get a great year out of him and there's still the risk that he's not going to be uh, playing next year or maybe becomes like a, you know, a guy that's out there 20% of the game or something like that, or like, that's just not something that I want to risk at that price. So I would much rather just move 
to a different player and that I'm more comfortable with and just let it sit there um, and take, take the profits. Um, that's typically how I pay, play quarterback though. Like I just don't mind um, moving on from somebody like there's other, and it depends on the price, right? Like that you have into them. If, if you have a bunch of shares and you want to move like a ha- you know, half of them uh, because and take the profit and then hold on to a few. Like I get that too, because you don't have much into them, but um, typically when you see something go from zero to a hundred in value, it's just, it's just calling me to, to get rid of them. So are you on board with that, uh, Josh? I mean, Jerry and I have, have had our conversations about Jalen hurts because you know, we all, you know, we always have this like mantra that, you know, don't let real NFL football kind of cloud your judgment when it comes to fantasy. But I, I think this is a case and maybe it's because Rocky, you and I live in the same area. We, we listen to the same reports. We hear all the Eagles beat writers. There has not been this ringing endorsement for Jalen Hurts past 2021. It seems like he's the guy this year. If they do Although really they well, need, they refuse to even proclaim that he's the guy this year. They've been doing this phony. There's a QB competition, right? <laughs> um, because your boy Joe Flacco is here, so he, he might outproduce him on a per game basis. Jersey Joe might come out there and just steal <laughs> that job, but um, but there, like you said, Rocky, there's no there's no endorsement. Hertz is our guy, and it's. I don't know if it's a, a wild change because that's all it was with Carson Wentz, where there was never any doubt in anyone's mind in this area that Carson Wentz was a starter, unchallenged. We don't even need to have a controversy because Carson Wentz is all. So maybe they've changed their whole philosophy because they feel like it didn't work well with, I don't know. But you never hear that with Jalen Hurts. And that bugs me because, I mean, we've seen below average quarterbacks get endorsements like that from their team. And we don't see that what hurts. So that that's what I'm saying. Like some of the real fantasy football or some of the real football is bleeding into fantasy football for me, because I don't think unless like you said, Rocky, they go 10 and seven, or maybe they're one game out of the NFC East uh, title that he comes back. I mean, even if he is great for fantasy and they go, Five and twelve, um, six and eleven. I don't think he's there. I think there's three first round picks, like you said, or most likely three first round picks. And either they're in line to draft one of those top guys, or they have the ammo to move up to get one of those top guys. So, you know, again, if you're a contender, you know, Jalen Hurts is probably uh, is probably going to do well because of the rushing upside because. Com- completing the football in the passing game is not his uh is not his strong suit and you know people like hey he was a rookie like he's gonna get better but i mean the guy was 52 percent last year so you know what's better are we expecting him to jump to 65 <laughs> percent i mean i feel like that's a massive jump to just expect because he was a rookie last year so um, he's going to get you points on the ground because if you look at his Russian stats, they're insane. But 
I, I just don't see him being a prolific enough passer to survive past 2021. Agreed. And uh, I, one other note I'll say too, uh, and I guess it would be another note of caution on, on uh, Hertz is I low key think that if his situation were to clear up that, the Eagles would want to be in. I've heard whispers that, that they're interested in Watson. So, yep. and, and they have the ammo to do so. And uh, there could be a scenario where if, if he's like, if Watson were to settle and everything, uh, even I think even with a, you know, a suspension laid down by the NFL, I could see somebody trading for him before the season. If they're sure what, what the punishment's going to be. And, and that, that Watson is or is not going to play this just as long as they know, one way or the other, what it's going to be, I think somebody might trade for him, and and that could be the Eagles, and and then you're really screwed on Hertz because you don't even get this year out of him. <laughs> um, but uh, we went through a decent amount of guys in this list. I do want to get to our find me a trade because that is how we are giving away the Scott Fishbowl Eleven invite. Uh, I want to again thank <laughs> thanks Scott Fish for for allowing us to do that. Um, and uh, as I put on this show sheet, it's sort of bizarro. Find me a trade this week because instead of uh, us finding uh, trades for the listeners, the challenge for to get the Scott Fishbowl invite was to come up with a trade for one of my rosters, um, and we would pick the best one. Uh, I said I was going to cut it down to three, and I had trouble doing that. It's it, this is so hard when when a Scott Fishbowl invite is on the line. I. I agonized over it today, and I, I only cut it down to four because I couldn't decide which last uh, which last one to cut out. So we'll talk try, talk about four, try and get through them pretty quick, and then you guys are going to help me decide which one's the best one. Um, maybe we'll and maybe we'll even cut out. I had kind of two final contenders. Maybe you guys can tell me. Although I know Bill said he had one he didn't like, but I don't know if that was one of the ones that I had trouble with, or it was one of the ones I put in there. So I guess we'll find <laughs> out. But. Um, uh, and uh, I, I mentioned this earlier, we're going to, uh, because I'm live and because people can actually see this if they're watching, I'm going to attempt to share the screen. So I'm going to hope I don't screw this up. Okay. So I'm pulling my screen over and to show the roster while I read it, because we always read the rosters and I do want to pull this out a little. Okay. Here we go. Oh, damn it. Didn't work. Um, so there we go. Uh, hopefully everybody can see this. Uh, I, again, I, I, I am a newbie at this. We were doing it before the show, but uh, if you guys want to expand it a little more for me, because I'm having trouble doing that. But um, uh, we were talking about it before the show. But anyway, uh, my quarterbacks. And again, I don't know why these – we were talking this about the show before the show too, that there's three guys on IR that I didn't put there. So I don't know what that's about. Al Al screwed up my team somehow, I think. But uh, we have – Ryan Fitzpatrick, Sam Darnold, and Russell Wilson are my quarterbacks. Um, wait a second. This is not correct. That's why they're on IR. Let me see if I refresh this if it changes. I do not know why. This is showing an old roster. This is not good. Uh, oh, are you maybe on the wrong year? I, I guess that's possible. Let me see. Yeah, if there's IR, that probably makes sense. Maybe you're on the 2020 page. I am on the 2020 page. I don't know how that happened. Here we go. Why, uh, yeah, I'm really glad I'm doing this live now, huh? Yeah, um, okay. Don't worry about it. You're doing great. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's uh, let me pull that back out. Uh, share. Do you want screen. me to uh, go over the trades while you're messing with that? 
No, I usually I, I'll read off the roster first. Uh, okay. It's a little clumsy, but we'll deal with it. Um, okay, here we are. Sam Darnold, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Deshaun Watson. I actually traded Russell Wilson for Deshaun Watson. Um, Chris Carson, J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards, uh, Aaron Jones, Alvin Kamara, the highlights at running back. Uh, there's also, you know, some borderline guys. Uh, Tevin Coleman, I guess Gus Edwards would be a borderline guy too. Leonard Fournette. Um and some backup types. Uh, Keenan Allen, Cole Beasley, Tyler Boyd, Brandon Cooks, um, Marvin Jones are probably the best wide receivers I have. So not, not amazing there. And then uh, fairly weak at tight end, especially once Hunter Henry signed with New England. It's him and Jared Cook and Dalton Schultz. Um, so that's basically what I got on my team. And uh, there's a specific reason I definitely use this uh, roster. It's because I, I, I do not know what the hell to do with this team. So um, what we want to do now is go through the trades and and uh, <laughs> um, the first trade, okay, comes from Anthony. I'm going to probably mess up your name. It's either Reimer or Reimer, R-E-I-M-E-R, at Mr. Me Seeks FF. Um, trade Kamara, Darnold, and Carson to team Trader Johns uh, for Herbert, Galladay, and Janu. And I, I was very partial to guys who put a little explanation in here. Three of the four have explanations, which I appreciate because that's what we do on the show. And he said it still leaves me with the uh, Aaron Jones and Dobbins at running back, gives you a foundational QB one upgrade at wide receiver two, and another body at tight end. Um, Trader Johns would still have Mahomes, Darnold, Goff, and could add Kamar Carson, a Saquon Chubb, and a stacked wide receiver core. So uh, what do you guys think of this first trade? Uh, like I said, we'll talk through them like we always do. And, uh, Bill, what do you think of that one? So I think that this trade is, like, I like this for you. Um, I think that it's unlikely that the other owner will make this trade. Um, at least in my eyes, like it looks like he has um, Herbert and Mahomes and then, and then Goff. So if you end up getting rid of, he obviously like values, you know, high end quarterbacks. He hasn't traded uh, Herbert yet. And, so, like, I think that it will be a challenge to get him to move off of Herbert. Um, but, I mean, I would love it for your team because you get <laughs> younger because your team is, like, at first I was looking for a trade for you to kind of see, like, how I would go about it. And, like, it's a tough team to, like, figure out what to do. I 100% agree. And um, so I, I think that all of these trades are going to be difficult, you know what I mean, just because – um, uh, it's just such a, it's kind of an older team and, but you do have depth. So there's not like these major needs except tight end in my opinion. Um, so I, 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 I have a hard time believing this trade would be accepted by your, um, counterpart. And yeah, I can see that. I, I didn't think the value was crazy off, but yeah, Darnold to Herbert is a big drop. Uh, yeah. Uh, they would have to really like Kamara. I think, uh, I mean, Kamara, over Galladay is is a pretty big uh, leap up there as well, and they are a contender. So I sort of get what he's thinking, and I can also see, uh, you know, with Mahomes, you can maybe sort of go with that 
you know, whatever at, at, at QB2 and have two guys like Darnold and Goff that you just kind of mix and match. So uh, and I, I do think that it was a decent, and like you said, I, it probably is better for me, although it's not the kind of trade I would typically do where I'm, I'm getting Justin <laughs> Herbert out of it, but uh, it was still a good trade. So I didn't want to let my biases creep in too much. And I actually, I, uh, I had a couple people help me with this. Um, I had them kind of help me narrow it down to like five or six. And then I narrowed, tried to narrow it down to three, but we're going to talk about four here. Uh, so, and just so I'm clear, like when we are grading these, are we grading it as to what we think is the best trade for both parties? Is it the best fit for how you build your team? You know, because I know how you build your quarterback. So it's like, it might be different than what somebody else, you know, offers. Yeah, no. What I told them was it should just be the most even trade, the one that most helps my team, and the one that's most likely to be accepted. And okay. I'm okay with market value. Like, I I don't want you to just say, you know, Rocky doesn't get quarterbacks, so that's not a good trade for him. Okay. I want this, okay. uh, you know, because I, I, I'm not going to assume everybody that responded in that thread is a listener to my show. So yes. um, I, I just wanted to give what, what, better what be. the best trade. <laughs> yeah, they should be. But uh, <laughs> but Josh, any thoughts on that one before we move on to another trade? Uh, I think Bill brought up a really good point. I mean, at this point, if, if you utter the name Justin Herbert, you have to pay a first-round pick just for saying his name. <laughs> like, I owe somebody a first-round pick now because I said his name. So. I, you know, while value-wise it, it might be pretty close, I'm with Bill. I can't imagine the other guy, especially because, I mean, I, I know how you view quarterback, but I think even most people that maybe don't have the, the same type of viewpoint that you do on quarterback wouldn't be comfortable in a super flex, putting Mahomes out there every week, obviously, and then kind of playing quarterback roulette between Darnold and Goff, because I think a lot of times you're going to hit that green zero and you're not going to win any money anyway. So, you know, I think I think that's where the other side is going to look at that and say, yeah, I don't think so. But Trader John's also, you know, because there's two running backs going to him. Uh, he's getting Kamara and Chris Carson. Um but he has Saquon, he has Nick Chubb. He may kind of be looking at it, especially because trade addicts, you only have to start one running back. Four running backs may be something that he doesn't want to do either because if you only have to start one in a PPR with a 1.75 tight end, he may just be I mean, Saquon catches a ton of passes. Uh, Kamara will catch a ton of passes. Nick Chubb will not. <laughs> so, you know, but, but I mean, obviously he's an awesome asset to have. So I think that may be another problem that you will run into if he's kind of looking at the structure of his team. Does he want to not only drop a, you know, drop his super flex quarterback, but then have to deal with trying to start four running backs? I don't know about that. So you know, that, you know, I think the value is fair, but I think kind of looking at it from that perspective as well, it may be a tough sell. Yeah, I, I can see what you're saying. I, I do think, you know, because you have to start one of everything, though, too. I mean, I could see going with the four running backs and just uh, it'd be a little lighter at receiver, but he, he also has two tight ends better than Janu. 
uh, I, I think the Mahomes and, and then those two guys that nobody is really excited about right now is probably the biggest issue with the deal. Um, but let's move on to, to a couple of the other ones um, so we can get through this and, and, and get a winner here. So uh, the, the two that I actually were the last two I put in were uh, the first ones from Adam Hanno at Adam Hanno on Twitter. Uh, give Alvin Kamara and Keenan Allen to Windy City Hustler for Najee Harris and Terry McLaren. Uh, is, and he gives reasons again. Uh, the Windy City Hustlers has too many Washington players, which I thought was a, a good thing to actually point out. He's got Heineke, Gibson, McLaren, Logan Thomas. I'm not sure uh, you necessarily want to be loaded up on that team, uh, but it, it would give me the Washington stack of, of Fitzpatrick and McLaren. And, and I kind of liked it too that I could maybe, I, I, I don't have a third in 2022, but that I could maybe throw some small piece back by one and two. And gra- he also has Heineke, so I could grab him just in case I'm worried about Fitzpatrick. Uh, you know, not last in the year. And then the last thing is, and I, the biggest benefit of this trade for me is that it would, uh, you'd gain youth. And, and Windy City Hustler, if you look at his roster, um, is definitely a, a competitor this year. He's got, uh, I'm trying to find his roster now. He's got, I know he's got, yeah, he's got Lamar Jackson, Carson Wentz, Russell Wilson. Uh, he's got Najee, um, would upgrade to Kamara. Uh, he's got Devontae Adams. He's got a lot of, uh, Solid pieces, some of which are older. Um, he does have some youth, too. He's got Justin Jefferson. He's got Calvin Ridley, so he can certainly afford to lose Terry McLaurin. So, so Josh, what do you what do you think of that one? Yeah, and I was kind of thinking the same thing. I give, um, I give Adam a lot of credit because I didn't initially see the uh, kind of overpopulation of Washington players on the roster uh, initially. But um, I, I like this because you uh you give Alvin Kamara who I still think will be, you know, good in that offense for the next year or two and you're getting Najee and he kind of has a team where he has a lot of young running backs. I mean, he has Antonio, he has Najee, he has Javante as probably his top 3 guys. So that is a lot of youth to rely on. Uh if you're trying to contend. So giving him a more established guy like Avin Kamara, which in a PPR, he's still going to be, you know, excellent, I think is a good thing. And then, you know, it's kind of like our national pastime to like crap on Keenan Allen, but he's good every year. So uh, he's getting, he's getting a, he's still getting a talented receiver and you're getting younger at the position. So I, I like this trade for both sides. I can see both sides liking this deal and going forward with it. Uh, any other thoughts, Bill, before we move to the next one? No, I like it. I think that there's it's a good um it's good because you're getting a little youth and that's like a big concern for your team in my opinion. Um and and I agree that like adding a running back on his side a known running back will benefit him because everything is kind of unknown or me- mediocre. So I think Kamara would be attractive for this, for this team. Yeah. And I agree with that. I generally, I preach don't overvalue youth. Um, but because I don't know what the hell to do with this team, I, 
I've kind of tried to play the value game in the trades I've made, which usually equals youth. And uh, like I ended up picking up Dobbins in a trade. I forget what I traded away. Um, and yeah, I just think this team is a team that I would probably like to get younger more so than most because I'm not convinced it's a definite contender. I, I think you could certainly go that way with it and try and go in. Um, but especially too, I don't know how many of the people who proposed the trades or even you guys, if anybody looked, but I, I had, I had no picks this year or no, I think I had like a fourth and a fifth or something like that. That's why I have like Jarrett Patterson on the roster. Um, but, uh, and I have no picks in 2022. Uh, it was an orphan. I took over this year and those were pretty much, I think gone when I did it um, when I got the team. So, uh, so I, it kind of makes youth even a little more priority to me because I, I'm not drafting any youth uh, for the next few years or, or for the next couple of years. So unless I sell off some of these old guys for picks. So, um, okay, let's move on to the next one. And this is kind of going in the opposite direction, um, which was uh, FF briefcase at FF briefcase trading Dobbins to team Mac attack for Brady, uh, David Montgomery and Tyler Lockett. Now I did put this on here, even though I mentioned the whole youth thing and then, uh, because I think you, like I said, I think you could go either way with this team. You could push to go in for this year and, and have a decent chance. Like I have a lot of good running backs, which is what you need to win. Um, and uh, it doesn't really solve my tight end issue, but uh, I, I'm not as concerned about that as, as some of the people were off in the trades. I think only one of these trades I even included on here includes me getting a tight end. So I, I, I am probably not as concerned about it as everybody that was on the Twitter thread. Um, but I just thought it was a pretty decently constructed trade. The guy that has Brady has four quarterbacks, so that makes sense. Um, and all three guys, I, I kind of like what he did there. I mean, it's it's sort of a, a, a you know quarters, you know three quarters for a dollar type of thing. But but I think they're all guys that could outproduce what people think of them. Basically, where their ADP is, uh, Montgomery. Nobody really likes, despite what he did last year. But there's certainly a scenario where where he can repeat, not as well as he did last year, but more than what people expect. And uh, and Tyler Lockett is definitely a guy that it's, it's basically an age thing. Uh, he, he still produced last year. He's definitely up and down. He has huge spike weeks and, and some low uh, floor weeks. But I, I really like all three of those guys. I thought the trade was constructed pretty good. Uh, just because he could, he could definitely use another running. Well, he has some other decent running backs. He's got Dalvin Cook, and, and then some guys I I don't like too much after that besides uh, David Montgomery. So I like the upgrade there, and he can probably afford to lose Lockett. He's got Evans, he's got Julio, um, and he's got uh, Juju. So and like I said, he can afford to lose the quarterback. Did he freeze? I think so. Okay. Well, hey, I guess we get to decide. So, what do you, what do you think, Josh? Um, I yeah. we, you froze for a minute there, so we. I we know. I, I know. I'm sorry. I could see the little circles. Everybody went dark, and, and <laughs> so I just stopped talking. So I don't know where you last heard me. I was just saying uh, that it was. It's only been like five seconds. Yeah. Okay. So I was just saying that uh, it's definitely not like one where I'm going to gain a lot of value from the guys coming back, other than points, but. Uh, it, it, it is actually more in line of the kind of trade I I tend to do. If you know me, I, I you know, I'm definitely win now on a lot of teams and and trying to buy these older guys. 
um, when people are selling them for cheap. So uh, I get it from that aspect if, if you're familiar with how I operate too. But Josh, what do you think? Yeah, th- this is actually the kind of trade that someone would put together if they knew you but didn't know what this roster was because, you know, this, you know, you would get a Brady because you like your, your cheaper, but talented quarterbacks. And then you still get a, a David Montgomery that can be like a top, you know, 15 to 18 running back and you get Tyler Lockett. But I, I don't think this, you know, like you said, three quarters for a dollar really helps you um, because I think it gives you another old player in Brady. Um, it gives you David Montgomery, who's he's like good, but you know, there's, you're not expecting this kind of big blow up from Montgomery. And then you get Tyler, Tyler Lockett, who's nice, but I mean, good luck predicting his 60 point weeks. Uh, so especially since someone else has your first round pick, uh, <laughs> you, you don't want to get you don't want to get worse because you're just helping somebody else uh, get a higher pick. So this isn't this is a trade I think that you would do if you had drafted this team from scratch because I, you would probably be more stacked at running back and wide receiver, maybe even have a tight end to flaunt, and then guys like Brady and Montgomery and Lockett kind of just give you more of that depth and make you stronger. Um, I think in this case, if you were to trade, you know, Dobbins to Mac attack and you, you know, you wanted to get younger. I mean, maybe you, you know, you get your, your boy, or at least, uh, the team, the boy that your team drafted and, you know, Devonta Smith and maybe, you know, package another pick or two on there to get you younger and get you some picks that you can use to uh bolster this team so yeah i mean that's that's my opinion on it bill what about you yeah you know i i I actually like the trade i think that it's an interesting one because your team isn't that like i think your team has decent depth um at each position except for tight end but like you say i mean it, it's not the end of the world with what you have and um so i don't mind adding these i just don't know how much it's going to really truly help your team unless you're uncomfortable with your quarterback situation at the moment so like if you if you feel like you need a surefire starter because we don't know what's going to happen with watson we don't know what's going to happen does darnell make it through the season does uh, Fitzpatrick make it through the season. Like those are all players that there are concerns about. So if you're, if you're concerned about your quarterback situation, then I think that that's not a bad trade for you. And, and yeah, I, I, I'm not as concerned. I mean, partially because I don't necessarily expect that I'm definitely going to contend. I mean, if I did this, I'd have a better chance. Uh, I just, I'm, you know me. I'll probably ride with Fitzpatrick and Darnold, and then if I need a third, I'll I'll, I'll find a third somewhere. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, I'm not as worried about Watson again as a lot of the people in the in the Twitter thread were for for my sake. Um, I, I like I said, I actually I traded Russell Wilson straight up for Watson after early on after this stuff came out because I looked at it as a 
you know, eventually it's going to be an upgrade and a win for me. So, yeah, because yeah, I don't I'm not one of those people that says he's not going to play for three years or never again or something like that. Right. Yeah, worst case scenario for me is he's playing in 2022. And and at that point, I'm very happy I have Watson instead of Wilson. And uh, I'll probably be trading him down to like Kirk Cousins to get a running back or something. But <laughs> um but okay, so we discussed that one pretty fully. So the last one is from Jerry Bagshaw at Jerry B nineteen eighty three. The only guy that did not uh, give an explanation of the ones I included. There were some other people that didn't, but I just did it because this was a fun one because there's so much going on here. Um, <laughs> this is again to Windy City Hustler, who, as we mentioned earlier, is definitely a contending team. Uh, and I think has a better team than I do as of right now. So it, this definitely makes sense. He's sending a lot of my kind of older semi, you're definitely stud kind of guys, Alvin Kamara, Aaron Jones, Keenan Allen to Windy City Hustler for Justin Jefferson, Antonio Gibson, and Javante Williams. I thought this one, I, I'm not sure what you guys are going to think. Um, I thought it was pretty close. I, I mean, I think Justin Jefferson is over Kamara. But I don't think it's crazy. I mean, Kamara's going still late, well, early second, mid, early to mid second in startups. Uh, Jefferson's probably going early or late first, early second um, in super flex startups. And uh, I think Gibson and Jones are not that far apart. And uh, I mean, Keenan Allen, I would probably rather have if I'm contending over Javante Williams. So I, I thought it was a pretty decent trade, a lot of fun big names. So, so Bill, what do you think of that one? I mean, this is kind of it. It reminds me a bit of the other, the other one with the same team, um, and the fact that you know you're you're getting way younger. Uh, Kamara does still help uh, him. Um, it's it is fun. Um, I think you know it looks like the way he builds his team is quarterback heavy. Um, so I don't know how comfortable like he would be willing to take two older running backs um, onto his roster, but. Um, that would really make his, uh, you know, starting lineup pretty sexy adding the, those players. So, um, and he, he can get rid of Justin Jefferson and it not really hurt his wide receiving core is, is crazy, is crazy as that yeah. is. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, that's a fun one for sure. And my first reaction is there's no way that trade will ever go through. But when it's, once I looked at the team build a little bit more, like it could happen. I could see somebody making this trade. And so, yeah, that's pretty interesting and fun. Yeah. And like you said, I mean, Justin Jefferson is some people's wide receiver one, but he also has Devonte Adams, Chase Claypool, Jerry Judy, CD lamb, Terry McLaren, uh, Calvin Ridley. So, I mean, he could, he could trade Justin Jefferson and not blink an eye. So, um, and I do think Kamara becomes his best running back. He's got some, decent young guys, including Najee, who was mentioned in the other trade, but we don't know for sure how good he's going to be. Uh, Alvin Kamara definitely becomes his best, and you can make an argument that Aaron Jones becomes the second best running back, um, assuming Rodgers stays there. So, uh, Josh, any thoughts on that last trade before then we got to finally make a decision on, on which of these uh, we're going to give the, the, the prize to? Yeah, I mean, I, I like this trade, man. This is the, And this is the classic, like, rebuild versus go for it all trade that we always talk about on every podcast. I mean, you're getting rid of your vets and you're getting youth, but obviously the team that you're trading them to is he he's got a really good team and 
giving him Aaron, uh, Aaron Jones and Alvin Kamara make his running back room nice. And then Keenan Allen is just another wide receiver to go with his literally stable of wide receivers that he has. And we were talking about ADP, um, according to uh, DLF ADP, Alvin Kamara is going 14 in Superflex and Justin Jefferson is going 19. So there's not not a big gap between the two guys at all. So, um, yeah, I, I like this trade. I would like this trade a lot for both sides if I was just kind of doing what I am, looking at it from the outside. Um, you, I think this gives you direction for your team too because – you said a couple times you don't really know what to do with this team because you do have some vets that can do it, but it, you know, it's not. And I think this kind of puts you in that, Hey, I'm rebuilding lane. I'm getting young lane. And you can kind of formulate your plan for this team after a trade like this. So yeah, I like it. And I do think even with that trade where, yeah, I'm definitely getting the youth and I definitely think he's getting more points, but I, I, the, the three guys I'm getting back, I could certainly see scoring a decent amount of points this year. Where mm-hmm. uh, and with the rest of the guys I have, I, especially if Watson plays like half the year, uh, I could even still see this team making the playoffs with these guys. Uh, and I don't have my own first or second or third or fourth, so what do I care if I make the playoffs? So um, might as well try. Uh, so I kind of like this one too. So um, so now we're at the moment of truth. Uh, we we finished up all four trades. And I, I we got to pick one, and I, I I have a couple in mind I think I like. Uh, I'm not sure which is my number one, so I'm hoping maybe you guys have a favorite and can help me decide because um, uh, we got to give a winner by the end of the episode here. So, uh, Bill, do you have one that you you think is the best of the four? Well, yeah. So, like, I mean, to me, the most fun is that last one we talked about. But like, honestly, like, I think the one that's most likely to be accepted also is probably um, Adams, the Kamara and Keenan for Najee and um, McLaurin. Yeah, I like Drew says number four, which I think is the last one we did for the yeah, win. The, uh. yeah. <laughs> I mean, and I think that that's probably what everybody's because it's all the big names. I just think, you know, like I'm just trying to like what's the most – like I think that the that one the one that I said is probably the best or, or most likely to happen because the guy's not giving up all young talent, um, and so he, he he'll probably feel better about making that move. Yeah, and I I do like that one a lot, and I, I'm a big Najee guy. I love Terry McLaurin. Uh, he definitely is going to uh, surpass Keenan Allen in value if he hasn't already, um, and. Uh, uh, I, I wouldn't be shocked if he outscores him this year, but um, I think you could look at it and assume Keenan Allen's going to get more points with Herbert. So, uh, so that's uh, Adams is uh, Bill's choice. What about you, Josh? Well, you know, it, it's so funny because you you say best trade, and that can be interpreted in a hundred different ways, which yeah, makes so it hard, which, right? And it, but it makes it, it makes it fun because it's kind of like. You know, Bill's looking at it and he's saying, hey, man, this is the trade I think is most likely to be accepted. And I'm with Drew here, man. Number four, I just, I like it. And it, yes, there are all the big names in it. So obviously, like, that makes it fun right off the bat. But I think that trade, like I said earlier, gives you the most defined path on what to do with your team. And that's that's really the reason why I like it the most. It just happens to have all the big 
flashy names that we all like to see and talk about. So I would go with uh, that last trade, which was given to us by uh, Jerry Bagshaw. And, you know, it's, it's fun. And I, and I actually think it's one of the more, I think it might be the most even trade. So, um, Hey, that's, that's me. That's my pick. Uh, Rocky, you're, you're like the, you're the deciding vote unless you vote for one of the other ones. And then you guys are killing me here. I hate you too. (laughs) Are those the two that you were? Yeah, those are the two I was looking at. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, please, both of you pick the same one. So I I mean, if you want to go with fun, I mean, there's no argument that the, the fourth one we said is the most fun. And I mean, it's just, it's, I mean, it could really transform both teams a bit, you know. I mean, that, that would make that team, I think, a true, true contender favorite. You know what I mean? Because you'd have two running backs that I think are. I mean, the only issue I think with the Aaron Jones inclusion is that how confident are you if Jordan Love is the quarterback? Um, so that might be a little bit less likely for uh, that guy to accept that trade. <sighs> Yeah. Uh, first, before I pick one, I just want to thank everybody who submitted answers uh, for the contest. I appreciate it. They were a lot of good ones. Uh, regardless of what wins, uh, I'm probably going to try a lot of these trades and see see what happens because uh, I liked a lot of them. Not even even ones that are not on you know that weren't on the show here. There were some ones I had trouble eliminating um, before we even got it to bringing it to Bill and Josh here. Um, and, and if I were smarter, I, I, I liked doing it this way because, uh, you know, because it p- people had to do something to, to get the win here instead of just being random. If I was smarter, I, I would have made it something random where if you tune in uh, <laughs> on my first yeah, yeah. show to get more hard, people to right? watch. Yeah. And, and then also wouldn't have been as hard because I wouldn't have had to pick. But um, these were all great trades. Like, I mean, yeah. like, let's be honest, like, um, you know, if you wanted to get go for the gusto, like even, um, you know, that third one that we talked trade, about yeah. was really good. And I think that's a trade that would actually be pretty interesting. Like if we were talking in October, right? Yeah. Like, so, I mean, all of, all of these trades were, were ones that you have to consider, you know? Yeah. Uh, and in case you couldn't tell, I was, I was definitely stalling there. I was talking as much as I could without giving an answer. Um, but uh, we're getting late here. I got to pick somebody and I'm going to use Drew as the tiebreaker. I'm going with the fourth one, Jerry Bagshaw. Uh, I apologize, Adam, because Adam was in the chat. He mentioned he was here. So I feel really bad. So was briefcase. And I did, we didn't pick either of their uh, trades. Great. So, Trade X three chat's gonna be terrible now. <laughs> so I appreciate you guys watching. I'm sorry you didn't win. I'm sorry to everybody who didn't win. I can only pick one, unfortunately. Um, I'm Jerry Bagshaw gets it at Jerry B 1983. Uh, and oh, Adam, Adam just chimed in, said, uh, "Still here? Don't feel bad." It was a great competition. So I appreciate that, Adam. Because uh, yeah, this was a lot harder than I thought. Once I came up with the idea, I was like, "Oh man, I feel so bad about." not putting some of these ones in and, and now I feel bad about not being able to pick all four guys to win. Uh, but, but Jerry Bagshaw is going to get the SB 11 invitation, assuming he's signed up. If, if he signed that, not signed up because I stress that like three times in the Twitter thread, Scott stresses that all the time. 
if he's not signed up, I might just move it to to, to Adam. So yeah. maybe you yeah. still have a chance, Adam. <laughs> and Adam, my Venmo Venmo is. No, I'm <laughs> uh, hey, put yeah, that you... out there. You might you might uh you might get some some money in there. People might buy you a <laughs> beer. Yeah, you you got to vote there, Adam, and and you were very clear. Like you said, it was my second choice. I love it. I am I am I am going to throw up uh, both of these trades to to Windy City Hustler and see if he accepts either of them. Uh, and uh, I'll feel very bad if he accepts yours, not the other one that I gave it to Jerry. But uh, we went we went with the fun one, and and I do think that that like that one could be accepted because like we talked about, he's got he's got a lot there, and he's got a lot of youth still, even after making this trade. He has, like we said, Ceedee Lamb, Terry McLaurin uh, would still have Najee Harris with that that trade that we picked for the win. Would still have uh, Calvin Ridley. So it's not like he's like uh, super old just because he's getting some of my older guys. So uh, it was a, was a lot of fun going through them. It was not a lot of fun disappointing three people. But uh, hopefully Jerry's happy and, and is listening to this either if not now in podcast form. Uh, but I want to thank Bill and Josh for coming on the show. Uh, this was a lot of fun and, uh, I'm hoping to go live again. It probably, even if I have a show next week will not be next week. Um, cause what I'm thinking is I might have to do a, a solo pod after hours or something. If I put anything out so that my wife doesn't kill me for doing too many pods in a week, I'll do it after she goes to sleep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm hoping to go live again in two weeks, at least if not next week. Um, I want to keep doing this going forward. And, and when Scott comes back, uh, we'll definitely try and do it every week. Uh, just uh, when I'm on, it'll just be Scott, but we'll be live still. So uh, again, Bill and Josh, want to thank you. Um, Bill, if you want to just give your Twitter handle, anything else you want to want to say before you sign off? Yep. Appreciate it, brother. It was a lot of fun. I always, you know, we say this every time, always have a good time doing, uh, doing pretty much any, of these shows together. Um, yeah. I'm at super duper flex. Uh, Josh and I are at fantasy timeline. Uh, we do a live show every Wednesday at 9 PM. So, uh, you know, check us out, you know, give us a follow, uh, check out the show and, you know, appreciate all you guys popping in. And, uh, Josh, uh, want to give your hand on anything else you want to say or plug or anything before we sign off? Yeah. Um, Follow Bill at Super Duper Flex. Uh, he he's the he's the smart one out of this dynamic duo. So uh, he's smart. Uh, also uh, follow Rocky at Dynasty FF Addict because he's also the smart one out of this trio. If you really have nothing else better to do, uh, follow me at Real Fantasy TL. Um, I I just put nonsense out there, make Bill laugh. Uh, you're mixing up dynasty and fantasy (laughs) listen man i i am tired i'm working on real dynasty tl (laughs) and listen you see it on the screen and if you're listening in podcast form (laughs) real fantasy tl i told you not to follow me anyway for for stuff like this it's been it's been a long week and it's gonna it's gonna continue to be longer so um and we're almost a hour and a half in it's late so (laughs) <laughs> Russell, be proud of you. You you almost made it. I know to ninety minutes, but um, no, Rocky. Appreciate you having us on, man. This was a ton of fun. Uh, it was cool being a part of the process of picking someone for the Scott Fish Bowl. So, Jerry, man, make sure you're signed up, bro. Because uh, if you're not signed up, you can't get in. So, yeah. And if not, Adam, <laughs> the check is in the mail. 
<laughs> okay, so that just uh, leaves uh, my stuff here that I want to get through before we sign off. Uh, again, I'm a Dynasty FF addict. The pod is at Dynasty Junkies. Uh, follow the DAP network at DAP underscore network. Also, I don't know if you guys are coming on or not, but I know that Russ is talking about possibly doing a kind of DAP network extravaganza on uh, Monday for Trade Addicts, so we may be, uh, may be potting again in the very near future. Let's so, uh, but also, so definitely make sure you're subscribed to the DAP network. I don't know if, I know Russ has previously put some of those live, so that might go beyond just the, uh, you normally it's just the Patreons, but uh, definitely be subscribed to the DAP network so you can get all the shows um, and subscribe to the YouTube, especially too. So you can see us all now uh, since uh, uh, us two will be live and, and if, uh, and unfortunately trade acts only for the Patreons, but you might get the thing on Monday. So, uh, <laughs> And uh, uh, again, Scott, Scott is at Scott underscore Sidlow. Hopefully he's back soon. We love him. And uh, I guess the last thing I would say is just to give a, a subscription rate and review to, to Dynasty Junkies and to uh, the DAP Network. So that'll do it. Uh, I actually try and stay closer to an hour, so I'm a little upset, actually. But Russ will be happy. Uh, <laughs> I can't believe we went an hour and a half. But um, uh, Josh... Uh, we did not prepare this, but uh, do you remember? Did you, are you able to sign me out here? Let's do it, man. Junkies out.